This is Live Limitless episode number one. Holy sh! Welcome to the Live Limitless podcast where we interview normal, everyday people who decided to push their limits and live a much more limitless and remarkable life. I am your host, Matthew G. Bailey, also known as International Man of Curiosity, a writer, lifestyle entrepreneur, and connoisseur of world travel. Joining us on the show today is Jacob Sokol from Sensify.com, who quit his lucrative job in New York City, traveled the world, became a life coach, and is about to host a super cool virtual conference in the next couple weeks. So before we get started, I just wanted to share with you that this is indeed episode number one. It's been quite the ride. It's only about one of four interviews I've done in my life so far, and it's been super inspiring to interview such awesome people, and it's uh, exciting to be able to share it with you. I'm sure I have a lot to learn as I go. I've been learning a lot already, but that's part of what it is to live a limitless life. It's just when you want something, you go after it. Please take a moment when the episode's over to visit livelimitless.net. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can sign up for the newsletter or you can just find out when the next interview is coming out. So without further ado, let's do this. Hey, thanks so much for coming on the show. Hey, my pleasure, dude. Excited to chat. I, 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 it's funny, when I was reading on your site and you had that, it said questions like, who am I and what's my purpose uh, were always heavily on your mind. And uh, Same with me. It's kind of funny. It reminds me of that Zoolander when he's looking at I don't know if you've seen that movie. I, I have. I don't know if I was sober when I've seen it, but I've seen it. <laughs> he's looking into the lake, right? And he's like, who am I? It's kind of <laughs> one of those questions. Do you still ask yourself that pretty often? Or? No, not in the much. same regard that I was asking it before, which was more of an identity quest. And now I feel like I've got that piece um, of the puzzle figured out. I ask cool. different questions now. Awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I was reading it as well. And you said, I mean, you pretty, you had a pretty sick life for 20 something. You were living in New York City with a good paying job and a pretty sick apartment, the motorcycle, the friends, the fun, all that kind of stuff. And uh, essentially you gave that, that lifestyle up. Why? Yeah, great question. Um, well, to me, it was that I had achieved all the things that society told me I should be doing, and I'm sure a lot of people watching can can um, relate to that, where we feel like there's something that we're supposed to do. We're supposed to make this much money. We're supposed to be in a relationship. We're supposed to go to college, whatever it is, and I felt like I had achieved all the things that society told me I should do, yet, like, deep inside, there was still something that was off, and I was desperately trying to figure out, like, you know, what the hell do I do with my life? Yeah, it's a, it's a big question. And you went to Hawaii, right? That was kind of your first big move? Yeah, well, I didn't know what to do. I just knew that um, where I was wasn't working. And, you know, some people can cope with situations better than others. And fortunately for me, I wasn't able to cope with the situation I was in anymore and it propelled me to make a change um, so like people think that like being resilient is a really good thing and I think that there is a certain um, virtuistic trait to resilience but that um, resilience can also be a really bad thing because it, it allows you to stay in a, in a situation that doesn't fulfill you or isn't, isn't working for you for a long period of time 
Um, so for me, I, I didn't know what the next step was, but I knew I needed to take a step, like in any direction, and I was willing to, to try. Um, so the first trip that I took was to, uh, to Europe, and it was, I had nobody to go with. Um, you know, I didn't know how to budget a trip. I had never been to another country by myself. I didn't speak any foreign languages. I barely speak English. I'm lucky if I can say anything else. And I just didn't know how to make it happen, but I just said, like, this is what I need to do. I'm going to give myself six months to figure out how to make this trip work. Um, I took that trip, and it just profoundly um, changed my life in the sense that um, a couple things happened. One is that I realized that I wasn't my role. So I'm sure a lot of people uh, watching can relate where we, we're in a certain job or an environment, and we assume the role that that environment provides us. So for me, I was an IT guy. So I needed to talk like an IT guy, I needed to dress like an IT guy, I needed to do things IT guys did. Um, yeah. There's this really authentic side of me. Like, can you imagine me in business casual clothing? I was out at a blogger, um, I think, two nights ago, and she was like, I just can't picture you doing, like, IT consulting. Like, what the fuck? And I'm, I'm like, exactly. You know, that was the problem. Um, um, so I realized that wasn't my role. And it, it helped me break that limiting belief of thinking that this is who I am and this is what reality is. Actually, no, that was just what I knew, but that wasn't other people's realities. That was mine. Um, another thing it did was it, it helped me realize that I'm not my thoughts. And I, when I used to have a crazy thought, I thought that it meant I was a crazy person. So, hey, I want to punch this guy in the face. Oh, I'm a violent person. Where, like, that's just anger, right? Like, it's okay to, and I'm really not a violent person, but it's okay to have that kind of thought. Um, don't be so attached to your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are just what you've been conditioned and programmed based on your environment and your early on beliefs in life and childhood um, to, to think. So we can retrain those thoughts. Um, and, uh, and I just realized that this... Uh, this, this lifestyle, that was the other thing I realized, is that there's other lifestyles out there. And um, it allowed me to realize, holy shit, I, don't, I know that I don't want to go back to that other lifestyle of, you know, the monotonous waking up at 7 in the morning, going to bed at 11 at night, the same thing yeah. every day. And, uh, and hey, so I, I came back from that trip and I knew something had to change. I needed to quit my job. It took me six months to figure out how to do it. But I did it, and uh, three and a half years later, I'm still alive, baby. <laughs> That's awesome. It, it, it's 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 like pretty amazing what moving or just changing your environment for you know a, a long amount of time, or even just like three to six months, what it can do. So I was talking to someone yesterday who did this. Like they they just decided to leave and try it out. And I think my first move technically was just eight hours uh, south from where I lived before. I just moved to a new city, and just like met new friends and just like had to get out of my comfort zone a lot and it's like amazing what it can do yeah like, what I found on that first trip that I took is that when I didn't have the people around me that I always had around me they stopped affirming to me who I was and who I should be and it allowed me to just be myself however I was in that exact moment without any role of I need to behave this way because people are constantly telling me that both verbally and, and non-verbally awesome yeah totally makes sense and um i was reading as well that you started to meditate right every day pretty much for the last three years yeah like that. And i was just wondering how, how did you i guess start with with making that a habit and and, and why do you feel it's important yeah um well i asked 
myself this question. Actually, uh, uh, I was listening to a mentor of mine who at that point I was just watching online. I didn't actually know him, but he said, you know, what's the number one thing that if you started doing on a consistent basis would have the biggest impact on your life? And, you know, I sat with that question for a while. That's such a, you know, abstract question. Like, how do you answer that? Like, I don't know if I did a hundred pushups or like I spoke to people who, you know, I admired, but scared me. Like you could come up with that, you know, in any way you can answer that. Um, for me, I just, I spent some time on it and I said, you know what, I think I'm going to go with meditation for like 30 days and just see how that is. Um, and let's, let's face it. If we can't control our mind, we can't control our life. And it's that simple. If you want to create an extraordinary life, you need to create an extraordinary mind. Um, and the trip that I took to Europe helped me realize that I can reprogram my mind. And meditation is one of the best ways to get control of your consciousness and to be able to direct the content of thoughts that you think so that when I'm on this interview right now, when, when we're speaking, I can stay present, I can stay focused, I can you know, know I want to take the chat in this direction opposed to this person screwed me over, I got to do that later. Um, you know, I wonder if I sound like a, jer- a jerk, you know, um, these kind of things. So it's been a uh, non-negotiable commitment and all the science shows that meditation just has profound impacts on our well-being, on our health, um, happiness levels, uh, just all that good stuff. So did you just start doing it for like a very short time in the beginning, get used to it? Because I, I remember I, I did it uh, a little bit in Chiang Mai. We, we practiced with some monks for a bit, and it was like so uncomfortable. Right? Like, Yeah, well, I actually wrote a post on meditation for anybody who's watching this that we could link to, I think will be helpful. Yeah, sure. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's really simple. Like just show up the, the way that my mentor likes to frame it is he's like, meditation is like brushing your teeth. There's no right way to brush your teeth, the wrong way, no matter what the dentist says. If you brush your teeth, you're just going to be way better off than if you didn't brush your teeth. And if you don't brush your teeth, your, your, um, your mouth becomes stinky. Nobody wants to talk to you because your mouth thinks. And it's the same thing. If we don't meditate, if we don't like control our mind and like clean our mind in some way, we just our minds become stinky you know um so to me it's more about showing up focusing on my on my breath for you know 15 minutes or so maybe having a mantra thank you or that's a mantra that i'll use or if i have a project that i'm working on like i'll even anchor my meditation with the goal of that project so like the project i'm working on right now i'm like you know i'm 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 liberating 20 people's lives as I help them take their dream trip. And I'll just like sync that up with the rhythm of my breath and just use that as a anchor for my breath. And, you know, maybe I'm programming my mind, maybe I'm not. But for me, it, it, it kind of it works for me. So I'd encourage people to, you know, experiment and see what works for you. Awesome, yeah. And I'm sure uh, for the next, I'm sure you've been asked this a lot, and I almost want to do like a drum roll, but uh, <laughs> reading about your awesome post, how you managed to go to a Jets game in New York with uh, the Gary Vaynerchuk. And uh, just wondering, like, if you tell us about it a little bit and how did it go? What did it feel yeah. like? <laughs> yeah, I was nervous as shit, dude. Um, that's how it went. <laughs> well, to me it was about, and this is the perfect interview, because it was about removing the limiting belief of what's possible with my life. And I read this uh, part of the four-hour work week where um, Tim Ferriss says that it's actually 
more realistic to be unrealistic sometimes and that like 90% of people or 99% of people go for goals that are like inside this range right here and that makes going and exceeding in this range of goals the 99% of goals really hard because all these people are trying to get to the top of this like 99% realistic goals but if you just like go for that 1% of like batshit crazy goals that most people are like not even ever going to have the ambition or like the clips <laughs> to actually go for it's actually sometimes easier than trying to excel in the range of goals that most people go for so to me that that was the exact idea it was yo i want to you know i really love this and then i had i spoke about it on my blog and i had a reader call me out and he was like jacob what you're saying is awesome why don't you fucking live it why don't you go do it <laughs> How about you live in New York? Gary V says he's going to own the Jets. You like him, you know, whatever. Um, how about you? Uh, how about you see if he'll take you to a Jets game? So my initial response was like I was basically politely thinking of ways to reply to the email without looking like a douche, you know, without <laughs> go screw yourself. This is totally unrealistic. And I, I literally had that moment of like trying to phrase it politely, like for like thirty seconds, over and over and over. Until I said, okay, let me, let me get up here. Let me take, take a walk around my house. <laughs> I, and I, I can remember I, my ankle was like sprained. I was walking with a cane, you know, around my house, limping and like trying to, and I'm like, Gary V to a Jets game, Gary V to a Jets game, like starting to get a little excited. And like, then I went downstairs. I live on the fourth floor. So I went downstairs and I started walking around my block. I'm like, Gary V to a Jets game. And I just started like um, really envisioning it. And then I realized, wait, maybe if there's a maybe there's a way I can do this that would be of service to people. So it's not just about me going to the Jets games. I didn't even give a shit about football. It was yeah. about like yeah, I can help people by doing something really cool and show them that it's possible to do things that are unrealistic. Um, so long story short, is it took about I think it was like three weeks from the time that I committed to doing to trying to figure out how to do it. Um, and I just, uh, I came from the heart. Like I reread his book. I found all the commonalities between me and him. And then I used those in the email that I wrote to him. So for instance, he's Jewish. I'm Jewish. Boom. I dropped a couple Yiddish words in there, you know, little, little strategy. Um, at the same time, like it was all from my heart. It was like, Gary, like I'm at this crazy place in life. I'm living your message. I'm a big fan of your book. Um, you know, here's how it's affected my life. I came from the heart. The, the fucking title of the email was, uh, Gary, do you give a fuck? Um, <laughs> his, one of the keynotes that he gave recently was you have to give a fuck. You have to give a fuck about your customers. So again, it was from the heart, but also with some head involved as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, long story short is I ended up going to the game with him and, uh, it was just a cool story. Yeah, totally. I mean, it was like, even reading, it was like, man, that's like, such a cool cool thing to do and like you uh you persevered a lot through the email right sending him twitter tweets yeah. and stuff like that and yeah dude i i can't <laughs> imagine how much emails he gets a day right like yeah he gets um i think at the time he was getting like 500 emails a day or something like that um which is so i had to like tweet him to read my email you know <laughs> it was like it was nuts that's awesome man. um Another thing I, I just wanted to, to ask you too about your blog was like, I thought it was pretty cool that you said like after you did this, right? I think it was after the game and all this stuff's happening. It's pretty awesome. And then you ended up on some more hard times, right? Like uh, the relationship ended and uh, 
the questioning of your unique lifestyle, that kind of stuff. And then you got offered basically a hundred thousand dollars salary for another IT job, right? Which, yep. which for a lot of people, especially in their twenties, is like wow. How a yep. lot of people would would jump on that, and and you turned it down. So. Yeah, yeah. Why did you uh, do that? Yeah, well, <laughs> the short of it is, is that. I had quit my job. I had figured out how to sustain myself for a temporary time, but I was going through this evolution of my of myself, of my soul, of my identity, and I didn't know where I was going to land. So I just kind of people say it's like a leap of faith. To me, it's like a fucking walk of faith because <laughs> people think that you jump and then you're like, ah, okay, I landed, boom, I'm good. To me, it's like no, you start walking and you walk with that faith for a long ass time. Um, and so I reached a point. I think about a year and a half maybe a little bit more after I left my job where I didn't know how I was going to sustain myself anymore and financially. And um, it was just that real realistic moment of, you know, what the hell am I going to do here? So I just wanted to see if I could still get a job in IT, how much they would pay me. So I, I just put my resume out there. I got recruited by a headhunter. Um, I went in for, this is the only interview, the only company I applied for. I went in for four interviews, or they did four interviews with me, two on phone, two in person. Um, and then they offered me just more money than I've ever made in my life before after having not done any IT for two years, right? <laughs> Hadn't yeah, done awesome. IT and I'm basically just got to offer making a ton more than I was making when I was working IT. Um, and I just thought about going into work that next Monday morning when they wanted me to start, even if I only stayed for three months to like stack up some cash. Totally. And my soul just was like, no way at all can you do this. Like, I would just be miserable if I went in and did And if I needed to do it, I would do it. But I saw going to Southeast Asia and working on my business as a much more um, glamorous, enjoyable, meaningful option for me. And I just decided, like, hey, I'm going to um, I'm gonna take a trip to Southeast Asia so I don't need to pay as much money as I'll need to have pay need to pay in New York and uh and I'm just head out so I did awesome and it's been working out it seems to be awesome you uh are you still working with in is it in Theos yeah yeah right on with Um, Brian Johnson yeah so Brian is a mentor of mine and um it was at that exact time where I, I I sent Brian like a Gary Vaynerchuk type of email and I was like B like I've loved your work I've immersed myself in your philosophies over the last year and a half but I'm at this point now where I know I'm making progress but I'm really freaking scared um I'm not sure you know if I really have what it takes to be a business dude you know like I'm trying to be an entrepreneur here but I don't have any real business experience um, do you have time for a chat? All I want is your honest feedback about, you know, do you think I have a shot going this way or should I, you know, take this other job and be um, more financially stable temporarily while I figure some other stuff out? Yeah. So um, a couple things happened. One is he convinced me to start doing coaching, which now a year and a half later is my almost my full-time income from coaching, where at the time I was like, fuck that. I don't want to coach. I'm not a coach. This is not for me. And now it's incredible that this is what I do. Um, the second thing is he offered me a job with an academy that he was just starting. So I'd get to work with some of the, you know, some world-class teachers and professors while they taught the content that they were passionate about. And I'd get to develop 
relationships with them and learn and connections with them and learn, get paid to learn the things that I would normally pay to learn. So that's a great question everybody can ask themselves is what do you love so much that you would pay to do it? like on a consistent basis so is it like you know medit do you love meditating so much do you love connecting with people do you love exercising do you love traveling do you love what is, what is it and then the follow-up is how can you get paid to do that thing on a consistent basis so for me that answered that question for me okay. um, and then since then I've met Brian in California when I took that trip to Southeast Asia that if I would have took that job I would have never taken the trip to Southeast Asia and stopped in California on my way and when I met Brian in person, I was telling him how excited I was about some coaching and how I really wanted to help my generation because I have a good understanding intuitively of what we're going through and also from a sociological standpoint, I understand what our generation is facing. And Brian was coming up with an idea for some virtual conferences and he's just like, dude, let's do a virtual conference on that. What do you think? And like, I wasn't really understanding what he was saying because it was so unrealistic for me. Yeah. Who do you, like, who do I know that you want to know? I'll introduce you. Anybody who I know, I'll introduce you to them. I'll, I'll mentor you and how to interview them. Um, how about this person? How about the people we didn't even know, you know, how about Russell Simmons? How about like, you know, people who like, you know, just, we didn't even know personally, but he's like, yeah, we'll get them. We'll go for them, you know? And uh, so that conference launches April 22nd. Um, it's called What the Fuck Should I Do With My Life? I'm so proud, so excited about this. And um, good times, dude. Awesome. Yeah, so it's, it's amazing to have someone like that to be on your side, right? It so is. that encouragement. In the interview that I did with him, because I interviewed Brian for the conference, I said, Brian, I bet a lot of people are wondering, like, why Jacob? Like, why did you choose this kid to mentor? Like, why would you give him this opportunity? Because I wonder that, you know, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just passionate about your work, like everybody else who, who engages with it. Why me? Um, so everyone who's watching this, if you're interested, check out that interview. Um, it'll be free when it streams on April 22nd, and then it'll be available for download. I'm not sure when they'll be watching this, but um, the, the short answer was because I engaged, I was passionate, like I really cared. I lived the stuff. It wasn't like just, oh, this is cool. It was, I actually lived it. Awesome. So I was going to, my next question was going to be, uh, what are you working on now? But I guess that's one of it. Yeah, that's it, dude. Um, super excited about this conference and um, helping our generation really understand the issues that we face and how to navigate um, a roadmap that uh, that can lead us to a more successful, happy, purposeful life because the traditional roadmap for success just isn't working anymore. It's a different time these days. So um, I'm excited to help bridge the gap between people who, like us, who are like, you know, how do I make this work, and people who have answers to those questions. Great, yeah. And you were mentioning before about helping 20 people on their dream trip. It's a I actually, I've started like a travel hacking site for, for Canadians only, just because I noticed there was like a, you know, most websites are, are definitely geared to, to uh, the American market. So it's something like I was interested in doing myself. So hearing you say it, or I don't know if that's a new project, if you're willing to share some of that information on that. Or, I would love to. I actually have five conversations with people who may sign up um, later on today, and they're fucking in a row, like 2 o'clock, 2.30, 3 o'clock, 3.30. So my day is just insane. Um, but, yeah, the idea is that I took this trip in 2009 that liberated me. You know, like literally that is the word. It liberated me from my life. And 
And a lot of people who come to Sensify, they see like in the last three months, I've been to Japan, I've been to England, to Amsterdam, to Hawaii, to New York. It's just in the last three months. Um, and I've stayed there like for a lengthy periods of time. And I, and I talk a lot about finding your purpose, living an extraordinary life, increasing the quality of your life. But I think that people who come to my site are also interested in traveling. And the way that I view travel is as a vehicle to help us learn more about ourselves and to live in integrity with our values. So it's not so much about going to Hawaii. Like, go to Hawaii, you could get shit-faced on the beach, and, like, you could probably do that, you know, get shit-faced in New York. You don't need to go to Hawaii to do that. Yeah. The, the way that I view travel is more of a, of a vehicle for learning about who you are, for allowing you to be free, for excitement, um, to have authentic connections that you normally wouldn't have the chance to get. Travel almost makes you learn about yourself. It's almost like you can't not learn about yourself when you travel. Um, so what I see is that there's almost this unique opportunity for me to help people not only take a trip, but take their dream trip and then integrate the life coaching that I do into what they perceive their dream trip to be and help them almost take a trip that isn't just their dream trip, but that they then learn about themselves such that in a way that when they come home, that stays with them. They don't need to quit their job. They may want to at some point down the line, but it's more about um, what they learned and how they can apply that to their life and who they are when they get back. Awesome. So is it kind of like they, they apply, and if, if it's a fit, they uh, is it like a like coaching, essentially? Or? Yeah, yeah, so it's a bit of everything. So it's, it's um, personalized coaching one-on-one -on -one with me to make sure that we really get to the core of what you think travel will do for you. So a lot of people want to travel, but they don't really understand why they think travel will be so awesome for them. Yeah. Usually it's because they get to connect with people, they get to learn, they get to do the things I, I just mentioned. Um, and then, um, and then I have some other travel hacking ninjas of mine who, uh, I'll then use, um, them to help the people who sign up either get a free flight anywhere in the world or figure out how to do it on a real economical budget, um, where to stay, what kind of travel insurance, health insurance, um, every little thing that could possibly come up that you wouldn't really know about until you've done a significant amount of traveling. We just want to meet all those needs, create a small community of people who are excited to do this, and uh, and just see how it goes. Awesome. One more question before you have to go talk to those people. Um, <laughs> what a, what advice would you give to someone watching this video who's basically like aching to do something awesome with their life or, or, or just something important to them, but you know they're scared or they're stuck with one of those those limiting beliefs? Yeah. Huh, that's a good question. It's a individual thing. Like if this was a coaching session, I would yeah. say, so what's stopping you? You know, and you'd say, yeah. well, I have no money. And I'd be like, well, why do you think you have no money? And, you know, we'd go on a little bit. Um, as a whole, to answer it in a generic way, um, people, I did it for this conference, WTF Should I Do With My Life. I did 33 interviews. And the last interview that I did was with a guy named Jonathan Haidt. Jonathan Haidt is a... Uh, one of the world's leading positive psychologists. He wrote a book called The Happiness Hypothesis. He's an NYU professor, extremely bright guy. And I asked him this question. I said, Jonathan, it seems like 
epiphanies are really easy to come by these days. We can have great insights, aha moments, revelations, almost one a day, you know, or at least one a week between blogs, videos, TED Talks, interviews, podcasts, books. Like, there's all this great information out there. But how do we translate an aha moment into lasting change in our life? And uh, he said, Jacob, that's a great question. And in my head, I said, yeah, I know that's a great question because it's one of the questions you asked in your book, and I'm just asking it to you, but okay, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and, um, and he said, you know, it's, it's really quite simple. People only change in one of two circumstances. And uh, any time somebody else tries to change and they, and they don't pay attention to these two circumstances, the change will always over time, a week, two weeks, a month, a year, come back to where they currently are right now. It's really simple for the most part. People only change in two, in two ways. One is when you change your environment, and two is when you change your relationships. So unless you're changing your environment or your relationships, and most of the time if you're changing one, you're changing the other, whatever change you have isn't really going to last for the long haul. If you want to meditate, hang out with people who meditate. You want to run a marathon, hang out with people who run marathons. Um, you want to grow a better business, hang out with entrepreneurs. Like my goal for the next year is to live with entrepreneurs. That's my goal. I'm living with a buddy right now who's another coach. He's a writing coach. His name is Dave Ursillo. Just hang. I've been living with him for the last two weeks in Hawaii. Just living with him, just being here with him at this point right now. Dave, I'm thinking of doing this. He just gives me this genius advice that to him he's just like just talking. You know, it's not even anything. Yeah, um, so for me, my goal is to live for the next year, uh, the course of 2013, is to live with other entrepreneurs because that's what's important to me right now is uh, growing my business, making income, making impact, and doing it in a way with uh, other cool people. So that's my advice to other people is you know, if you want to change, change your environment, change your relationships. Otherwise, you're wasting your time. Cool, man. Thanks so much for the interview. I, uh, I love this quote. I'll just close it with this quote on your website from uh, Robin Sharma. The uh, investing in yourself is the best investment you will ever make. It will not only improve your life, it will improve the lives of all those around you. I just loved it. It's a great right on. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for doing the, the interview. It was great having you. My pleasure, dude. And um, let me know how I can support you in your project and what you've got going on. And thanks for reaching out to me and introducing me to all the people who are watching. And to everybody who's watching, um, hit me up. I'd love to talk. So um, maybe you could throw the contact information up on the site as well. Yeah, totally. Will do. Hi, right, man. Have a good time in Hawaii. Hi, right, man. Peace. Peace. Well, that's it, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. Please stop by livelimitless.net and say hello. And if you're interested in the What the Fuck Do I Do With My Life conference that Jacob was talking about, you'll also find that on livelimitless.net. It starts on April 22nd. Adios, amigos.